The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhan Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! message for you to deliver to Finn. Tell him that we need to talk. But now I was saying, oh my God. One half of the tag team champions, Sami Zayn is here. The man jumped by J.D. McDonough prior to last week's main event. Yeah, Sami Zayn was supposed to be part of the six-man against Judgment Day last week. McDonough attacked him in the backstage area. And Sami Zayn was not able to participate. Now Sami Zayn taking out his anger on J.D. McDonough. Zayn is a very different proposition when you don't jump in from behind. Otis blows line out of punch you home, I think. Otis using the bounce off the ropes for momentum. Both men collide center of the ring. Both men on their feet. Gunther now lifted off his feet by Otis in a fallaway slam by the big man. Oh no. And here comes the caterpillar. And the caterpillar just got splatted. The mat is sacred. And Gunther with another boot to Otis. Oh no, he can't, surely. The power bomb! The caterpillar has become roadkill. 
This is exactly where Sami Zayn wants here. <laughs> McDonough's buddy, Finn Balor. Well, I thought you said it was busy getting ready for Cody Rhodes tonight, so he couldn't come out here with the rest of Judgment Day. Well, perhaps he heard you talking trash. And here's Balor now, rushing toward the ring, causing a distraction on Zayn. McDonough from behind, rolling up Sammy, who kicks out at two. Sammy Zayn just refusing to be denied tonight. Oh, headbutt. Zayn down, McDonough. Out to the apron, and J.D. McDonough now looking to go up top and put Sami Zayn away. McDonough, boots up, Zayn got the boots up. Finn pays for it. Haruna kick. Cover. How sweet it is for Sami Zayn. And now the Viking Raiders looking to put Riddle away once and for all. No! Oh, Riddle though with a that flash knee. Hands on his feet. McIntyre makes the tag. Drew McIntyre is legal. Glasgow kiss. Great throw by Eric. And Riddle sent Eric outside the ring. Riddle now off the second rope. Or enough of Ivar to put him down, maybe for good. Don't celebrate too soon, bro. And McIntyre with a Claymore. First it was the floating bro, and then the Claymore by McIntyre. McIntyre and Riddle with the win. Here are your winners, the team of Matt Riddle and Drew. Dismantling Hartwell. Now blasting Candice LeRae. Just as Candice was yelling some motivational instruction over to Indy Hartwell, of course the Eradicator is going to capitalize. Momentary distraction is all it takes. Oh! A roll up now by Hartwell. Almost stolen there. And oh. Rhea made her pay. Simply annoyed Rhea Ripley, and this is good night. As dominant as they come, Rhea Ripley on a major role here in WWE. Meanwhile, back in the ring, Candice LeRae attacking Rhea Ripley. And Candice may rue the day she did that. She did it last week. Fortunately for her, this week it was Indy who was the victim, but no! And now a double team by LeRae and Hartwell. And as dominant comes to Rhea's aid, Hartwell and Candice LeRae move out of harm's way. All well. As soon as you find a new partner, we'll be ready to- Whoa! Hi, girl! What are you doing? What are you, are you doing? Okay? <laughs>
I'm your new partner. Actually, I was gonna film auditions, so if you wanted to leave like your name and number, maybe your Instagram handle. I don't think you understand me. I'm your new partner. Nakamura gets what he wants, but the question is, Wade, whatever he just whispered to Seth Rollins whatever seems concerning to the champion. And another Kinshasa! Nakamura from behind! I don't believe I've ever seen a merchandise used in quite this manner. I want that T-shirt.
Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Lipman. To the PWC Monday Night Machismo Thursday edition, I am your host, Jimmy and my co-host well it's been a while since it's been you and i but it is judgment day 24 7 365 days a year better yet i don't even know who's more evil is it judgment day or is it the evil man himself and dr jeff lippman welcome back to the machismo and i'm gonna say i kind of miss you dude it's been a while since you and i've actually done the show Mm. yeah that's sweet um (laughs) who's more evil judgment day or me I'm going to say whoever books Judgment Day is the most evil of them all. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy how we're getting Judgment Day in our faces every week, starting off raw for the last eight weeks, maybe. I mean, it feels like rinse and repeat, and it feels like a year ago, but every every show starts with Judgment Day. You have them in the middle and in the end with some, you know, random tag team of, of assorted good guys but it's, it's different good guys, and some of the good guys who were involved in it before forgot they were involved and no longer, like Matt Riddle is no doesn't care about Sami Zayn or, or Cody Rhodes anymore. He's just, he's trying to make a new friend. I mean, it's, I, I understand yeah. the way the show was written. It's, it's just, it's just stupid. It, it's just so dumb. And of all the people to bring into it, I mean, everyone knows that JD McDonough trained with Finn Balor, but like, even looks like Finn Balor. I mean, if you're trying to bring a new dynamic into into a group to infuse some life into it, why do you just bring a clone of someone? I mean, it, it works for the Usos. That doesn't mean it's going to work here. I mean, you bring another like sh- short, you know, Irish guy with weird hair, big elf eyes, and and you know, abs. Yeah. First of all. The difference between the Usos and McDonough and uh, and Finn Balor, first of all, the, at least the Usos are actually twins and, and are legit brothers. Mm-hmm. Whereas McDonough is a wannabe Finn Balor and a bad version of that too. I mean, his I feel, head is bigger than his body. I will say that yeah, the, it is. The only, you should feel dead. At risk of keeping this really bad comparison going, like at least Jay Uso has personality and Finn Balor, I guess, has something that we've gotten used to as a personality after seeing him for... 10 years well, but you know Jimmy well, not so much no personality really there and JD McDonough no personality not really anything there well put it this way and, and we'll move on after this Jimmy at least has a lot more personality than JD does anyway <laughs> maybe I, I don't know He's, Come on. I don't mind looking at Jimmy I mind looking at JD JD but I mean I just keep thinking like like th- there's so many people that could have put in here that they would have made Judgment Day more impressive. I mean, even even some dogs like Dijak or, or Corbin or Baba Tunde would be better here than than it. But like, why isn't Karrion Cross in Judgment Day? Like, does like wouldn't he make sense there? I mean, there's like a million people. JD McDonough is like he wasn't over in NXT. He's not over here. I get it. He's a good technical wrestler. So what? So is Drew Gulak. You're not putting him in Judgment Day. No, no, it's true. And uh, haven't we been saying this about Cross for like a year at least now about putting yes. him into Judgment Day? And, and it seemed like it was going to happen. 
but then I don't know what happened. They just decided I, not to. I've, I've been saying, like, if, if, if Cross and Priest switched personalities, it would have made sense in, in the old gimmick of Judgment Day, not the current one. I mean, that would be fine, but I don't know. Too much Judgment Day. Anyway, uh, yeah. You want to start with Roar? You want to start with the, the world of wrestling, man? You and Chris did skirmish. We spend too much time on Judgment Day. Yeah, he's right. I mean, I don't even know what any of that means, but you had me about it. It's already up on the PWC network, and you can find it. Minecraft is a video game. No, I already listened to it. I listened to Skirmish. You understand it. You saw it. Yeah. And I I also listened to Uncaged. Yeah, the triple header. Just to confirm that I wasn't mad that I actually said, yes, we're going to get an Extreme Deathmatch title belt. And... And I actually said that the Bang Bang Club should do a thing at Outback Steakhouse with get Bang Bang Shrimp. Uh, now that's not you what did. Outback that's Steakhouse true. was used for. Yeah. But um, can you yeah, believe that, that shit? Pretty, yeah, well, you know what's funny? Right. Before we move on, and I know you, you know you don't have exactly much much time, but I just want to say this: I was looking at HMG's followers, right, and I couldn't help but notice like. We've got uh, Natty that follows HMG. We've got Riddle that follows HMG. Uh, John Cena follows HMG. TJ Wilson. I mean, there's quite a few wrestlers that follow HMG. Maybe they are listening, Jeff. I mean... <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, maybe they are. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them have personal relationships and acquaintanceships with uh, some of these folks. Some of them may have even been trained. Um you know, by Rip Rogers and, you know, and then, sure. you know, with or by, you know, Stevie Richards and, and, you know, he's been working, you know, working in these, a lot of those, a lot of those folks, you know, work the Indies afterwards and things. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a fraternity that the wrestling world. Oh man. Shout out to Chris Whelan, by the way. Heaven Ben Shlomo in the chest says, Jimmy, please do not, have, do not be offended, but I am here mostly to see you angry. After last night, I have no idea whose rage is better, yours or Chris's. <laughs> Thanks, man. Look, man, only AEW can really make us this upset. Unless WB start getting on an inconsistent sort of uh, process, like every week. No, I don't think that's I, true. I, I, I mean, I think the problem is, is I'm uh, I'm easily angered, so it takes it for granted. You, uh, you're almost never angry, so it's like a special treat. Well, AEW is just pissing me off, dude. I mean, absolutely making me angry. I mean, just watching this crap is just ridiculous. And don't get me wrong, this Raw was a drag. I'm not going to lie. It dragged on. It really dragged on. But it's not going to make me AEW angry. But we'll see as we go on. No, it won't. I mean, Raw at least advanced the stories in wrestling and there wasn't anything strange. AEW was just like a slapdash of... of things thrown together and spaghetti thrown here and someone threw a pie there and there was a car accident here and a bunch of clowns came here and there was a, a dirigible exploded above and out you know fell 101 dalmatians i mean i it's like i i don't even know if i loved or hated the show i mean I, i'm just i was just confused by it um mm. I, I was almost never bored but still at some points i managed to be bored so it's it, right it, it, it hit every emotion and you know, none of them good. Raw was just dull. I mean, <laughs> I don't know which is worse. Yeah. I was indifferent. <laughs> I didn't hate the show. I didn't like the show. I was just indifferent. But um, let's get into Raw, actually, though, Jeff, because we start off Raw with Judgment Day making the entrance, minus Finn Balor, who is presumably occupied getting ready for his main event match against Cody Rhodes, I assume. Right, sure. 
But, right, as Rhea Ripley welcomes us to Monday Night Raw, the place that they run, right, Jeff? I mean, they sure do run it. She admits that some things went wrong, and Damien Priest clarifies, saying Finn should have won at SummerSlam, and they should have won last week, and communication is clearly a challenge, but as long as he has money in the bank, they'll have it under control. He <laughs> says Bella will take care of Cody because he's one of the greatest, and he should be saying that himself. But he's not here. He reassures us that they're not breaking up as Rhea uh, admonishes him that isn't the time to or place. And Damien says something wrong in the Judgment Day and there's supposed to be a crew. Yeah. I, wrote, I read that way too fast. But I'm, I'm trying to breathe through it. He said that uh, Finn Balor was one of those dominant superstars. No, he has. And he's, he's, and he's, uh, he's a glorified job guy that, that's had a few winning streaks. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Come on. I mean, he's 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 a he was demoted the card to guy right for now. a year. I know, but he's put himself back up on the top end of the card on Raw anyway. He hasn't put himself there. He just fell in with the right group. <laughs> come on. Come on, Jeff. And, well, he's anyway, just there, and he's just there to lose matches. It's true for now. But uh, anyway, he begs Dominic Mysterio to back him up, but to no avail and asks where Finn is. And then we get wannabe Finn in J.D. McDonough. Priest tells him to be careful with what comes out of his mouth. And J.D. says he means no disrespect to the most dominant faction in all of WWE. He said that 27 times on Monday night. He did. He came out here tonight because he has a message from Finn, which is that they shouldn't worry about his friendship with Balor, but they should worry about Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn, the latter of whom has inexplicably... Has been, ex- I mean, he's been cleared, which he shouldn't be cleared because of his elbow. But anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ripley tells him that they don't take orders from anyone, and Dom tries to say that they have this locked down, but he gets overwhelmed with booze as JD says his message is delivered and goes to leave. As Rhea tells him to tell Finn they need to talk. Enter Sami Zayn, no words, just bawling with McDonough. JD lays him out by attacking the injured arm, and we go to a break. Anything to say actually about this sort of segment, Jeff? Or is it the same old, same old as we were just saying? I mean, I, I just wish that they had treated J.D. McDonough the way the, the Turks uh, in, the, in Byzantium treated the Mongol ambassadors and cut their heads Excuse off, me? cut his head off and sent it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, whatever. They should have cut his head off and they should have sent it back. But unfortunately, Jeff, we don't see that. And where are we going quickly with McDonough? Is he going to be I just don't get it. Like, we get it that he's a mini-me version of Finn. We know that he got trained by Finn. But is he going to be joining, say, Judgment Day? And I hope he doesn't. Yeah, because Priest is going to turn face, and they're going to kick him out. And then it's going to be three minis in Rhea. (laughs) Could we get a Judgment Day face turn, possibly, without Finn? No. Okay. Interesting. Well... Anyway, let's move on to the first matchup of the evening. It is Big Head versus Sami Zayn. Now, wasn't Sami Zayn injured? You know, I, f- I forgot how to pronounce his injury, but it's, that it's elbow an, looked it's pretty bad. It's named Bursa or Bursak, and apparently it it, it, it it looks bad, but you can work through it. Okay. Well, Sami Zayn wins, nevertheless, via a halluva kick. I'm not even going to go into the match that much, but uh, it was not bad, I guess. I mean... Uh, I mean... This is the very definition of something that shouldn't be on TV. I'm sorry. This was this was just <laughs> dull. I, I mean, I know that people love Sami Zayn, but 
Sami Zayn by himself was boring, and Sami Zayn with a boring guy is is like super boring, and a super boring guy with Sami Zayn is super. I mean, this this felt like I was like it was like 2005. It was 12 a.m. I'm flipping through the channels <laughs> and I stopped on Ring of Honor. Wow, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you would have done that actually, Jeff, and you well, would have seen El Generico instead of Sami Zayn. Well, that was a little bit later, but yeah, I mean, you know, 2005 <laughs> would have been 18 years ago, so yes. Was he around in 2005, actually? I no, don't no, think no. He, he was came, in Ring of Honor, not yet, right. Yeah. He came much later. Well, yeah, about this, four or five years later. This was still the Davey Richards era. Yeah, that was a bad era uh, for me anyway. But uh, anyway, because it was just after the punk era. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. But uh, post-match, Bella runs in and tries to blast Zane with a kick, but Sammy's just a step faster as that was it and then we see Chelsea Green confronting Adam Pearce right Bal um, Balor who couldn't come out before now he, I guess he's done with his preparations for his match I guess he is yeah. uh, but we see K Katana Chance and Caden Cutter roll up T-shirt challenge as soon as Chelsea finds a new partner enter Piper Niven as she rolls up and lays them out and tells Green that she's her new tag team partner and she doesn't take no for an answer this is so stupid. The whole thing is so <laughs> stupid. I mean, you, you, you have to strip like two other teams due to injury and you're not stripping you're not stripping her. And then someone punches someone on the other team and says, I'm the partner. I mean, Adam Pierce is right there. He, he can't say that's not the way things work. I mean, I mean, if they're going to do the Chelsea Green auditions, that could have been fun to, to like have her do auditions, even if they didn't show it on TV, if they just showed the highlights, if like it was like a YouTube exclusive, the Chelsea Green auditions. Like even if, if somehow like Adam Pierce was like, no, no way. And then he got a call and goes, oh, oh, yes, sir. OK, OK, Chelsea, you can do it. Uh, and then you just showed the highlights and then they ended up with the team in like three weeks or whatever. But no, no, they have to they have to rush it and give us this stupidity, which isn't even consistent with it prior stupidity in this right. very same company. That's true. Well, we come back from commercial as Byron Saxton interviews Cody Rhodes. Rhodes says you gotta be a loose cannon to do this gig, and he admires Finn Bella to a degree. Brian Pillman confirmed. He, Brian yeah, Brian Pillman confirmed indeed. He's been a leader in Ireland, Japan, and now here with the Judgment Day. But he's not the only leader in that group because both Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley are real leaders and stars. And Dominic Mysterio is a uh, submissive, but a champion none nonetheless. What does what does he mean by submissive? I wonder. I think you know. Hmm. I think I do know. Well, anyway, it's he goes like on this extreme D takes over. <laughs> Whoever that extreme D person was, thank you, <laughs> because. Mm -hmm. You've got me all sorts of jokes. But anyway, it's been a long time since he wrestled in Winnipeg and he's excited for it. He did mention he has a lot of friends in Winnipeg. I wonder who he's referring to, Jeff. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Uh, Kenny Omega, who has friends in North Carolina. God, I hate that. Jericho, anyway. Don Callis. I don't know. Who else? Who else is from Winnipeg? That's about it. <laughs> Not even Chris Ams. Not e no, well, he's borderline Winnipeg, but not exactly. He's borderline, but he's on the other side of the border. That's true. <laughs> well, anyway, well, we get a recap of Imperium business next, though, Jeff, because Imperium hold course with Gunther on the announce desk. I love this segment. He says, as a European, he's always looked forward to coming to Canada, but after being here all morning, he understands why Winnipeg is the armpit <laughs> of Canada. 
But he's here with Jesse's new number one contender in Chad Gable. He says he has to be honest, he was really impressed with his victory last week. He's been working hard for years, a former Olympian, maybe the best athlete this company has to offer. But he's achieved more in a year than Gable has in a whole career. And all of us believe that he's here to be a threat. I mean, do we really believe that, Jeff? To the ring general? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's ridiculous, as he says. Well, <laughs> enter Chad Gable with the biggest shush possible. I mean, does this guy have lungs or what? He sure does. He's got, he's got a wind Jesus. all day. Yeah, you know, shush. It was going on forever, dude. I can't even do it. You but anyway, Ludwig. Uh, an Olympic athlete. You have to be able to hold your breath for like 17 minutes underwater. Really? Is that no. a joke or is that legit? I, no, I just say. made that up. You, you would <laughs> die. No, no human being can do that. Not seventeen minutes, clearly. But I, I mean, think I think like the world record might be like nine minutes. Wow, that's a long time. Well, anyway, Ludwig Kaiser then cuts uh, a return promo at length, and the punchline is that Maxine Dupree slaps him after he calls them an embarrassment, and we go to the break. And what did he call her, Madame Maxine? Whatever the fuck you're saying. Something, something. Yeah, I mean, so elegant. It's, it's sort of amusing how he's how he's trying to to lay the romance down Maxine. on Maxine, and yeah. you know she doesn't want to have any part of it. And uh, I don't know, um, you know, it, it's okay. I, She's just standing I was, there like an idiot. To be fair, no, well, I mean they all were standing there like idiots. I mean, well, yeah, I except mean, for Chad. I mean, six out of six of them were, were standing there like idiots. I mean, Gunter and the crew—he's standing there on the top of the announce desk given his speech i mean isn't like that what the ring is for uh and and the two guys are like flanking him both to the right as opposed to flanking him on either side which is normal flank position <laughs> well <laughs> it's true but uh whatever that's his shtick now jeff where he's standing on the commentator's table for whatever reason cool i, guess. I, I get that's his shtick now but it's a dopey shtick and i get that they're supposed to stand on his right because that's the camera angle um, but there's no way to gauge it. It's not even like Seth Rollins standing in the ring for seven minutes because the crowd is still humming his dopey song. Nobody's reacting to it, so there's nowhere, no one there to tell him that it's dopey. Um, so stop it. Go into the ring to do it. This is wrestling. Do it in the ring. It's true, but it is what it is. Well, anyway, that leads us to the next matchup in Gable versus Staring at his ass. <laughs> Well, the camera angles from another from the front, actually. Yeah, but Michael yeah. Cole is still sitting behind the desk. <laughs> That's true, but <laughs> what? I can't believe you actually thought that far ahead. I wasn't even thinking like that. That's all I'm thinking that these poor guys have to look up at the, the, the back of these guys' legs and their asses and their and their tidy reddies. <laughs> God damn it, pal. <laughs> those Wait, tidy, what'd you call those tidy reddies? Tidy reddies instead of tidy whities. I mean, oh boy, thank goodness Riddle will probably never be part of Imperium. Oh. That would be obscene. Oh <laughs> that would be obscene. I mean, seriously, Jesus, imagine that. Well, anyway, Gable wins via pinfall with the Chaos Theory. Post match, Gunther calls Gable out and tells Alpha Academy well, that they're. Uh, oh, sorry, I did mention Giovanni Vinci, except you jumped ahead. As I said, the match, mm. but I did mention it. Uh, he did beat Giovanni Vinci in a pretty match. much a squash match, really. Pretty much, yeah. It was like a four-minute match. 
And as I was saying, post-match, Gunther calls out Gable and tells Alpha Academy that they're the armpit of humanity, and he challenges Otis to a match right now. Before the match can begin, we go to another break. So Gunther came up with the same insult twice, once for a city and once for people. I hate when WWE does this. They give you a segment with a whole bunch of people and somehow turn it into two matches. It's like, that's like, that's like the very definition of standard WWE. I know, I know but this is, is the, the trademark, why, you know what I mean? That's why I say I hate when WWE does it, because nobody else does it, because we want variety. They have a million people on the roster. They can't give us anything in between this shit. That's true, especially that they have to fuel three hours. Heck, I was hoping for another LA Knight segment, but no, we got a Miz segment instead, but we'll get right. to that eventually. Like, like they couldn't give us like more Chelsea Green doing auditions until they broke to the end. They couldn't possibly do that throughout the show to at least... Give us a change of, change of scenery. Tell me this wouldn't wouldn't be perfect if Hayley Cameron was actually in WWE right now to do one of those auditions for Chelsea mm-hmm. Green. Oh my I God. mean, seriously. Tell no, me that wouldn't be money. Don't make me think of, of, of the great one, Harley Cameron, right now. Oh, what did I call? Did I say Harley Cameron? Yeah, sorry. I might have said Harley Green for a second. I was thinking that. But that's what you can call the tag team. So I knew who you meant. <laughs> well, anyway... Uh, that that leads us to the next match, as you said, Jeff. It is Gunther versus Otis, and of course Gunther wins via pinfall with a power bomb. As post match, Gable runs in and hits a German suplex, and that's that. Um, I guess we're looking forward to another Gunther and Gable match, right? I mean, I guess he'll be at the pay per view or whatever, or, or no, he challenges him for next week. Actually, next the, the, week, Gunther, right. the, the Gunther the Gunther Otis match wasn't bad. Um, it's yeah, just it's it fine. just. I mean, yeah, it was fine. It's just after all that, it's like I had had enough. So, but see, there's nothing really to talk about in terms of the matches. You know what I mean? Like to be fair, like it's just I that. I mean, that's what makes a boring show. There was nothing to talk about. I mean, it's like they're inchworm. It's like it, they don't have a ple every thirty days. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, backstage once again, we see Finn Balor and Damian Priest bicker. And Rhea Ripley interrupts to remind them that they're the most dominant faction in WWE, but nobody's afraid of them. As Big Head then rolls up, and I'm talking about JD McDonough, mm-hmm. Finn tells him he'll talk later, and this is about all of Judgment Day, and they have a chance to show the world how strong they truly are, Jeff. Do you think JD McDonough just came to work in like his tidy blackies with his <laughs> with with his short sleeve button-down black shirt undone? That's just how he walked in. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Did you drive that way? Yeah. Park it in the front. That's just him and Riddle. Riddle's like, hey, nice briefs. He's like, yeah, you too. No, I could picture Riddle rolling up like that, legitly, but. Are you you chilling like a villain? (laughs) Are you flexing like a Lexington, if you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Flexy Lexi? That wasn't as funny, but you know. Riddle would go on his his little scooter. (sighs) It's child's play, dude. Except it doesn't piss me off like Child's Play does in the other company. Um, Just say Years of low expectations? I, I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe. It, it, pissed, it pissed me off some. I mean, I, I was not happy about watching Raw. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I zoned out plenty of times on this show, but we'll get to that point when I really start zoning out. Anyway, as we come back from commercial, we get an update on Bloodline Business. Who cares? And then we see Drew McIntyre. Thanks a lot. Right. And then we see Drew McIntyre is interviewed backstage, but before he can get a word in, edgewise, 
Matt Riddle rolls up to babble at him about starting a new tag team. Yeah. The Glass cool. Bros. Who says you'll consider it? The what, brothers? The Glass Bros. Like Glasgow, Scotland. The Glass Bros. Oh, true. But, but Riddle's not from Glasgow or... I doubt he's oh. even Scottish by yeah, going by his last the, name. He's the bro. Drew McIntyre is the Glasgow part. He also said the Edinburghs. Oh, the Glasbro. Yeah, get it? You see? I get it. Uh, I got yeah, it. No, I, see, I just see Riddle and I grow now. And, I, you know, th- this whole thing was was dumb. And and it got dumber because Drew made it. He's like, if you can't find anyone to tag with you, I'll consider it. So that would be something that you would drag out the drama right just like the chelsea green she's doing auditions she would you would drag out that drama you would keep that story going you would pay it forward nope piper niven maybe it's just something with scottish people i don't know piper niven right in there and do this drew mcintyre we come back from commercial the, the viking raiders have an open challenge so the viking raiders come in wasn't that like three months ago that when drew mcintyre needed help he had the viking raiders come down with him yes it was um he did and, and is there any drama? Riddle acts like he doesn't know who's coming down. It's not like it's not like we saw Riddle for the rest of the night or for the next 45 minutes trying to talk to people, say, hey, will you wrestle? You see, he finds our truth hiding in a garbage can. I haven't been clear that yet, man. I mean, Zawa is there, and, and he's like, I'm looking for the 24-7 championship still. I mean, just, I, I don't know. It's like he looks at almost and almost just looks at him angry, and he's like, no, my bad. I mean, I... I just, I, I don't know. It's Dude, just like, did they even give him a chance to look for anybody else? No. This made my eyes roll. That's what cringed me about. We come back from commercial. It's like it's like a TV show where where it's three hours where you want content and clearly you don't want to put more matches on and you just want to have shtick. Uh, so you have a bunch. I like like why can't you go to Elias and and be like, hey man, we used to be a team. We were like the Bong Bros, remember? And like <laughs> Elias, like now, dude. I'm a free agent. I'm not really here, and I'm working on a new song. I I, I don't know anything. They could have just done anything to put people on TV, and then then just and like have some comedy stick and people saying no to him, and like him like you know trying to call Drew, and, and it's like call failed or whatever. He doesn't have a signal. <laughs> they, but they they didn't like. It's like they don't realize they have a three hour show with time to kill or fifty two episodes a year to do with three hours. Everything is rushed right then and there. I expect that from Tony Khan. I expect that even from Billy Corgan and and Court Bauer to to, to an extent. But WWE knows better. And and frankly, to be lazy, you should try to extend whatever stories you have going. And if you don't want to do wrestling, you want to do comedy shtick, do a shtick. Have a running joke for four or five weeks before it gets old. No, this was like four or five minutes. We see a bunch of pizza commercials, of uh, progressive, you know, match flow, you know, you know, Barbie commercial, whatever the fuck was there, you know, Hyundai extended warranty, and 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 here we are. Here we are, indeed, because um, you know what? I mean, let's be real. Like you just said, I agree with you, one hundred percent. This show was just a mess when you really look at it. The pacing was all off. Everything was just rushed. It felt like Vince McMahon literally ripped up the, the, the sheets and just started all over again from wherever he was. This did not feel like Triple H was booking, that's for sure. Right. And and like you couldn't, I mean, 
why not he walks at, he goes to Loomis and Loomis gives him a stare and he's not sure if that's a yes or a no. <laughs> well, I, I mean, anything. They could have. Anything. They could have done anything. No, they, they couldn't. Possibly, they couldn't possibly do anything because we needed to see a match between the Glass Bros and the Viking mm-hmm. Raiders just so that at some point Drew McIntyre gets sick of Riddle and punches him in the head. I hope so, because it feels like now Matt Riddle needs his hand held during any match he's in, he's involved in. Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't it feel like that? It's like, hey, bro, can you, like, hold my hand while I go into a match? Mm-hmm. No, like, yeah, he's, he's the perennial sidekick, but he doesn't even keep the same the same leader. At least Sammy Guevara keeps the same leader. but uh, And he's loyal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Riddle is just you know, working while he's waiting out the Lacey Evans plan of waiting for his contract to get <laughs> non-renewed because we don't say expired anymore. Things are non-renewed. Uh, you notice how when it's AEW people, the contract was non-renewed, but when it's WWE person, the contract expired. True. That's a good point. I wonder it's like, why. It's like little, It's like this. the same thing happened, but it's spun differently. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just weird. Trying to be different, right? <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I would totally non-renew a riddle. I mean, he's 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 such broken merchandise. <laughs> You're right. I forgot all about it. I will next time, Chris. <laughs> you should have reminded me before. That's got to be our very own Chris Ams. We don't Quiet. have time for it. We don't have any time for nah, next any time. for I, songs. For any I celebration been, songs. I have been thinking of doing a, an introduction song for you, actually, though, Jeff, from now on. But maybe it has to be that. <laughs> How about the remix of You Sexy Thing that, that you were supposed to <laughs> months ago? Uh, I've done a few, but yeah. anyway, I'll, it's more got to do with will La Sicaria like it. That's the thing. Well, um, yeah, but anyway. To to know. I well, know what true. she likes. Don't worry. I know. Okay, don't show her. If, she, if you know she doesn't like it, don't show it. But anyway. Um, so yeah, did we mention that Drew McIntyre Matt Riddle win this match via a claymore from McIntyre on Eric? Yeah, it was like a second claymore of the match, but uh, I mean, this this I mean, cool. This, I guess, there's nothing right? more needs to be said about this match. Yeah, so backstage we see Raquel Rodriguez is upset that she isn't cleared yet, but tells Indy Hartwell to go out there and show the world what she's got. Yeah, against Rhea Ripley. Come on. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, and, backstage. Wait, hold your horses there, Jeff, because backstage we see Riddle once again and McIntyre walking backstage. Riddle is super excited about their team, but McIntyre wants him to put the brakes on. That's right. Because guess what? Slow your roll. New, New Day then rolls up, chairs in hand, to complain about how everybody's losing their mind after they left for just a couple of months. And they uh, challenge Man and Drew to a match next week. Uh, yeah, apparently they didn't hear Drew say, slow your roll, we're not a team yet. So so New Day is feeding Riddle's delusion by being upset by Riddle's delusion. Well, that's true. <laughs> Let's move on, though, to the next I mean, match. at least they pointed out that, that, you know, that's not how the tag team championships work. Because actually in WWE and in wrestling at large, it has plenty where you just win a match and then you say we're challenging. But... I like that they actually said, no, you need to win. You're not even team. You're not even friends. You need to win a few matches. You don't just win one match and get a tag team title match. So I, I at least like that they said that. And I uh, so hope, listen, I, I, I've been done and dusted with the New Day for years. Um, but I so hope that they win these two and, and, and McIntyre claim more. Uh, 
I don't know who I care about. Well, I, I hope that happens, but just, just leave Riddle about in, New Day. Just leave Riddle in the middle of the match. Yeah, whatever, man. But um, cool. I'm indifferent to all this, so okay. I degaff at this point. But, but so next. Is that really a heel turn if you leave the most annoying person alive? No. I mean, I who, mean would, who would blame him? I mean, who would blame him? But it, it's like blaming. It's like you can't be mad, mad at Adam Cole for leaving Roddy strong for MJF. <laughs> Does that mean um, Randy Orton eventually comes back and rescues his bro? I hope he does come back because Riddle was only entertaining with two people. One was somehow Pete Dunne, and the and that might have only worked on NXT, and the other was Randy Orton. Other than that, he's a freaking disaster. He's just, he's got no direction right now, to be fair with him, Jeff. He, he has the gimmick of a 24-year-old, and he's 34. Excuse me? Did you just say 24? Wind it back a little more. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's more like Spicoli from Fast Times of Ridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like a 16 or 17-year-old. Or he really no, is, the, Well, he's the kid who was left back twice, so he's the 19-year-old still in high school. <laughs> yeah, he got put back for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he failed 100%. It's like a um, movie, Better Off Dead. Yeah. Lane Meyer, I've been in this high school seven and a half years. I'm no <laughs> dummy. Oh, I wish I had the dummy, uh, like queued up. But anyway, uh, next we see well, an all Australian affair. Queued up two dollars. I want my two dollars. <laughs> oh, anyway, oh, that reminds me of something because you made me think of RoboCop, and oh. we don't want to get into RoboCop after what Chris said on the skirmish yeah. yesterday. Le- but anyway. leather, Leatherface versus RoboCop. Oh my God, could it happen, Jeff? Could it possibly happen? Make it a three-way with Glacier. No, oh, Jesus Christ! Now you're gonna make me angry. <laughs> um, it's too early in the morning for me to really lose my shit, Jeff. Come on now. You, you know how the people in in England love their Mr. Bean kind of fart humor. <laughs> Do you like Mr. Bean? No, hate him. Can't stand him. Hello, my name is Mr. Bean. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it's pretty stupid. Anyway, uh, but I'm impressed that you knew it. Uh, we have an All-Australian Affair, actually, next, Jeff. It is Indy Hartwell from my neck of the woods of Melbourne, Australia, versus Rhea Ripley from Adelaide, South Australia. And these two fine ladies actually wrestled each other for the first time 11 years ago, and Rhea absolutely destroys Hartwell. What was the point of building up Indy to anything, just for her to get squashed? Uh, double her salary? I guess, but just don't even build her up for anything. I... No, I well listen. A, a company needs a jobber class as well, and and you need a jobber class that occasionally you can put the start on to make them feel like something. So I don't have any issue. Listen, I, I, I'll say this a million times before I die because they're never going to do it. But her and Candice LeRae were a tag team. They have women's tag team belts without any tag it really team. Worked. Uh, well, they have the they had titles twice. At least they're a tag team. I'm not saying I that they should win anything. Them. I know you can't stand them, but what else are you going to do with them? I mean, I you know, you can release them. That'd be fine. You get rid of Johnny Gargano, who nobody's seen anyway. So cool. Uh, and, then it, and then there's clowns out there going, reunite DIY. Nobody no. on the main roster will care about DIY. Although, see, it's too much. No. Oh, fuck no. 
Um, Aaron Ben Schlemmer says, hopefully you'll be an amazing match, Jimmy. <laughs> Don't get me angry, bro. You know what, though? It's, it's, Strangely, it's 5.30 in the morning. I can't lose my shit, bro. A <laughs> couple weeks ago, uh, Ciampa had a match with Bronson Reed. I actually thought they worked pretty well together. They were both heels. I actually think they might be an interesting little team. I'm cool with that, but where is Bronson? I, I, I don't know. I mean, th- 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 he's not in judgment there. Maybe he should be. I, that could work, possibly. But anyway. Hey, maybe, Ripley, if, maybe if you put his head, JD's head on Bronson Reed's body, maybe you, then you'd have something. Do you, can they do that? Can they do, like, surgery like that? Dude. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, weren't the Russians practicing that shit? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not Russian. Didn't the Russians create a double-headed dog? I'm pretty sure they did at one stage. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty serious. sure that's one of the things that wouldn't work. But... Uh... <laughs> Actually, it was it was successful. There, there was there was a two headed goat at some point. Oh, God. Like apparently, anyway. goats like goats can live through pretty much anything. Man, that's all mm. I got to say. Uh, Ripley wins via Riptide to get the one two three on Hartwell. But post match, we see Candice attacking Ripley and beats her up in the corner. What an exciting match well, next week that'll be! I'm pumped. But Hartwell gets her with a flapjack, and Larray follows it up with a step-up senton, and that's that. Because so do, next, do, do, do we get another segment next week where uh, Raquel Rodriguez is in the trainer's room, and she's still just she's really close, but she still can't be cleared. I guarantee it, Jeff. Yes, we will. <laughs> what do you think? It's either that or, or you know, the Judgment Day people kick her in the knee, you know, in the, you know, in the beginning of the show. They should kick her in the cunt and get rid of her. Whoa! Yeah, I said it. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, Shinsuke next makes his entrance and we see Michael Cole in the ring as he interviews Shinsuke Nakamura in the ring. Nak- Nakamura begins answering and immediately shifts to Japanese. He's like, hey, Ichiban, arigato. Perfect. Yeah. And then he says in English that he wants the world title and he's going to win it. No, he's going to win the world title. No, he's not. (coughs) That fucked my throat. Enter Seth Rollins, though, Jeff. Enter who? (laughs) I don't know, Cody. Seth Rollins? (laughs) <laughs> I done a Cody. Enter Seth Rollins. Oh, as as he tells Cole, he did a great job, but he'll take it from here and welcomes the crowd to Monday Night Rollins. Uh, what was he wearing? Was was he wearing a bridal dress? <laughs> it wasn't that bad this week. Come on, this is pretty fucking. It was bad. all white something. Maybe he's a virgin. Like white lace. Uh, he can, you know, he can get away with it because it's it's him. He can't get away with it, and I hate him. Oh, come on, man. You know what? Can I say, is the the uh, sort of dying out? Or is oh, it just God, me? I hope so. Uh, listen, I'm gonna, this is this is going to shock anyone who's known me for any amount of time. I hope Shinsuke Nakamura does beat him for the belt. It that at happen. least would be different and I would love to see that. No fuck shit, Seth I would love Rollins. to see that. No, not because fuck Seth Rollins. It would just be such a real like upside down situation to have if just out of nowhere Nakamura wins I would love to see that but we won't get it I don't know where Nakamura just said he's going to win it I'll be Seth Rollins for the world championship 
is he deaf? Is he Japanese? Which, which <laughs> what, what insulter, what non-PC thing are you trying to do there? You, me or, or Shinsuke? <laughs> you. I, I assume to... Shinsuke can, can, can do whatever he wants with his own voice. Well, was it, what was he doing with his tongue more importantly, Jeff? He's like, I want that champion death. I've been telling you for that? years, he is off-puttingly weird. He's a weirdo. <laughs> he's he's physically difficult to look at. He's awkward. Oh, come and, on. And, and come at least on. he's wearing his evil empire, like, Sith Lord outfit as opposed yes, to... I said, yes, I as opposed to when he wears his figure skater outfit. Oh, man, I actually like the way he presents his promo, even though I didn't understand a word he said other than Ichiban. Mm-hmm. And maybe Arigato, that's about it, but... Anyway, anyway, he tells Cole he did a great job, but he'll take... Oh, yeah, I already said that. Uh, anyway, with the entire world singing his song, as he was mentioning, and to boot, he's a fighting champion, apparently, Jeff, because why not? And right. if Nakamura wanted a crack at the title... All he had to do was ask. He did ask you, dummy. Yeah. That's what he wanted. He asked. He yeah. received. He said, I'm not sad for what Maybe Seth didn't actually understand him. <laughs> That's so dumb. He's like, all he had to do is ask. <laughs> but he did. Yeah, and how's he supposed to know he's a fighting champion? He's been in tag matches every goddamn week. God damn it, Seth. Anyway... He's less concerned with the why and more with how he can get even. But Shinsuke wins because the best way to get what he wants is to give the king of strong style what he wants. So he challenges it. Anyway, Nakamura whispers something in his ear. He's probably saying, I look like a piss on your hair, Seth. I don't know, but this this Something is like the, the this is the uh, Jim Ross Memorial Stroke Edition of the Monday Night oh, Show. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to do Shinsuke's accent, bro. Come on, cut me some slack. You're doing an excellent job of it. Yeah, um, I think what <laughs> Shinsuke <laughs> said to him is something like, "I, I really dig your outfit, and I'm going to oh. wear it as a figure skating outfit next time." <laughs> that nicely perfect English, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's all gimmick. He speaks perfect English, no accent whatsoever. <laughs> I'll laugh if he did, though. But we know he doesn't. But you imagine would be funny if he if he went to sets here, John, John. <laughs> that would pop me, man. Do you think that maybe the Seth Rollins is a closet heel um, because all of his tag team partners get injured? Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. True. If he's not injuring him, they're getting injured. It's true. That's right. <laughs> He's like he's yeah. like throwing invisible banana peels on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I mean he must be. But anyway, like like you said, he whispers something and then lays out the champion with her. Kinshasa. <laughs> anyway, and that was the end of that segment. And I'll be honest, this is where I started zoning out big time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, what, what's to say to that? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, Just what's that when you ask me? This? Should I comment on you zoning out? No. As a matter of fact, I zoned back in for a split minute, though, because we see Byron Saxon interviewing The Miz backstage as The Miz denies that he shook LA Knight's hand and rambles about how he does as he pleases 
and he might show up on SmackDown. Does that mean we're going to get Miz on SmackDown? Because there's no such thing as a brand split, right, Jeff? Clearly not. And everybody <laughs> who was a doubter and everybody was saying it's going to be the same old, same old, you were all right. Uh, you were almost right from day one. And by now, it's unquestionable that, that you're right. The, the brand split is barely a brand split, only when it's convenient. And the whole thing that was with the free agent thing, it, it's not even relevant. I mean, Dolph Ziegler is a free agent. Haven't seen him. Elias is a free agent. Haven't seen him. And the other free agents were Corbett and, and Mustafa Ali down to NXC. And then there's Brock, who, you know, goes, yeah, does what he say, wants Brock. Anyway. And right. Knight is definitely not a free oh, agent, oh. right? Because he's SmackDown, technically. Who? Yeah, right. Knight is on SmackDown. Almost was the other LA free Knight. agent. And, and he only showed up at, at a PLA. So... Yeah, no, I know he gives a shit at this point. Yeah. Whatever, it is what it is. But look, I'm not, I'm not arguing. I'd love to see more LA Knight on every show if possible. I mean, shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I worry about oversaturation for anyone. I know, and that's what they're gonna do. Maybe this is their way. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't put it past WWE their way of actually burying him by oversaturating him, so they can sit there and say, "See, we did what you wanted." More LA Knight, but really, it was done. To actually bury him, if if that oh, makes yeah. any sense. So I, I have Chuck one host boozy. here who's convinced that they're trying to bury LA Knight <laughs> despite all the success they have, and then I have another host I'm not. Who, who is busy trying to still conjure up ways how Vince is still trying to bury Cody two years later. I, I mean, who the two of that? you, not me. Oh, two, Steve. <laughs> right. That's why one host not trying to bury host. Cody. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Steve. Well, yours, you're being nah, as ridiculous I'm only... as he is. You know what? You well, and Steve should do shows together. Uh, hey, I've, I've thrown it out there. He says yes, but he's a busy man. Instead, He's not that busy. Instead, the, the conspiracy horsemen <laughs> should be the, the conspiracy jackasses. Yeah! <laughs> you prick. Well, first of all, I just want to say, I'm only saying that as a joke, but I wouldn't put it past them either. You know what I mean? So it's only a joke. I'm not being serious. Okay. They clearly not a- after watching this episode of Raw oh, yeah. and how little thought went into it, you're telling me they're thinking that much about this? They're not thinking that much about anything. I haven't. Well, at this point, they're, they're actually not. That's true. But I wouldn't put it past them, Jeff. Uh, well, look I at me. I'm doing think, good time, by the way, because there's not much to go. I think this kind of Chinese checkers thinking is beyond their acumen. I'm not sure they can play an entire game of checkers unaided. Hold on, hold on. Let's be real, all right? If anyone doesn't think it's the other company, you know, the secondary company? Yeah, I said it. There is plenty of room for (laughs) non-thinking in this industry. Not everything has to be whataboutism comparing AEW to WWE. I mean, look, there's plenty of stupid all throughout wrestling. But WWE has the longest history, the longest television history, the longest history of producing long-form television shows, and it's publicly traded. They have fiduciary responsibilities. Says, I mean, Tony fucking Khan only has the responsibility to himself. How's that all in cards looking, right, people? <laughs> yeah, if if, if I was saying. one of the 40,000 people that actually bought a ticket, I'd be pissed. I'll be pretty pissed, bro. But anyway, whatever. I mean... It is well, that would be the excuse when the building's half empty. Now people bought the tickets. They just didn't like the card and oh, the bucket. Wouldn't that be a statement, dude, if they don't turn up because they're just pissed off? Like, they're like, fuck this shit. Doesn't matter if it's a sellout or not. Just to make it look like shit, bro. 
it'd be it'd be hysterical if like 1900 people showed up we got to start a movement <laughs> We got to start the all-out movement. If you get my drift, move out, move out, <laughs> a, move a out. Boy, boycott of all in, move out. <laughs> Hashtag move out of all in. Mm. Anyway, well, we, next we get Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus again. Mm. I'm so sick to death of this, and Becky Lynch is confused. Clearly, so in this match, she was the man again, right? Right. She's not like David Bowie's sidekick or whatever the fuck was going on before that. I mean, no, she's not Ziggy why? Stardust. Yeah, right. Like, she's not the spider from Mars. <laughs> but she's back to her normal self, but she's still a loser. She is. She's a, Even she's... though it was a count out, a double count out, whatever. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I, I was zoned out during this whole match. I, I still can't believe that we still get Stratisfaction in 2023. I guess satisfaction is definitely guaranteed, but is oversaturated at this point. Excellent. Yeah. No. um, Okay. This match was pretty awkward and was pretty bad. Um, These two women don't have chemistry, bro. So why do they keep trying? They really don't. Uh, I want to love Trish. Uh, For a while, there was a brief minute where it was making Zoe more interesting. When she won that singles match against Becky, albeit through devious means, that was okay. And it's been shit ever since then. And listen, Trish move, missing, what's she called? The, the, is it the Stratisfaction when she does the handstand into the corner and you know does basically a Hurricane Rana she yes. missed the first time? And then at least she had the wherewithal to deliver a couple more punches and try it again. But it's, I mean, once you miss, you've missed. It's It's sort of embarrassing and... I don't know. It's just like she's 47 and she looks great and all that, but it, it's just time. And Becky's not helping her or Becky's lost her or she's not strong enough anymore. Or I, I don't know. It's not working. Whatever it is, isn't working. And this was like one of the high points of Raw. And and this is just not, this was like a C. It was like passable. It was like, you know, it was like, all right, really? fine. Come on. They, yeah, it was bad. I mean, Oh my god, the throwing of the toys. That was stupid. What the fuck was that? The only thing that was good is when Adam Pierce said, You're banned from ringside. And she's like, She wasn't at ringside. Yeah, I wasn't at ringside. It's like, Yes, I know. That was the that was the only good part of it. God damn it. Well, anyway, as I said, the match goes to a double can out draw. Post match though, Lynch and Stratus keep rolling their way all the way up the stairs. And uh whatever, man. They keep going to the merge counter, blah blah blah. And whatever, <laughs> like who cares? We just we just mentioned it as Zoe Stark trips Lynch up and beats her down. Um, but next we see Cody Rhodes is backstage warming up in a tracksuit branded with his American Nightmare logo. Jeff, yeah, I saw that. That was great. Very heroic. Cool. Very heroic. Very American. Um, Very evil. Knievel. <laughs> it actually kind of was evil. Knievel. But um, we'll get to that in a minute because I think I figured out what he was wearing. He's a, an assassin now, Jeff. Okay. I keep remembering we're it. also on audio and I should say something, not just make faces. Um, Assassin's Creed, the video game. Okay. Well, I don't play video games, so I don't really know what that, that means exactly. I know there's been movies. I've seen commercials. Um, okay, listen. Yep, Cody, big star. I, I don't know. I, I was so bored at this point with the show. Listen, I like Cody, but I'm a little bit bored with Cody, and I'm certainly bored with interactions with the Judgment Day. I mean, it seems like like 
Brock, that's a major league story. Roman, that's a major league story. But like, didn't he already wrestle against Dominic Mysterio and Finn Balor? It's like, it's like this is this is like a re. It's like an AEW feud that doesn't end. This it's like recycling because they have nothing else, and it's driving me crazy that allegedly Nick Aldis is in the back there, and there's your guy right there. There's a story that makes sense, and there's something that you, that you could divert us for the next ten to twelve weeks without any without any problem. Unless Nick Aldis just can't wrestle anymore, just doesn't want to. I I don't know, but uh, it, this. I, I couldn't. I, I'm so bored with Judgment Day. I was bored with them a year ago. I sort of got into them for a while because they were riding the Rhea Dom thing. Then Damien got the the Money in the Bank case. That's okay, and you know it's all right. That keeps backfiring, you know. But n- none of this stuff to me works together. Like none of these. Like this show needs like some bolts of energy in it. It, 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 it needs like like for our truths in there to like make things fun and interesting well at least we do get this be- before the main event though jeff because we see alpha academy and imperium again <laughs> like they're just recapping but then we see imperium bickering amongst themselves and Gunther says he's had enough as tonight was an embarrassment and he asked giovanni vinci what should be done with him he follows it up by berating ludwig kaiser which surprised me for ignoring his responsibilities and Kaiser then apologizes and guarantees it it will never happen again. Further, he offers to go to Adam Pierce to make it right, but the Ring General says he sorted it out but he'll sort it out by himself. As backstage we see Adam Pierce confronting Trish Stratus and Zoe Starks, and they're gonna do a rematch in again, and guess where? Jeff in a fucking cage. Terrific. That so that keeps people out, doesn't it? Right. It's going to keep people out. And listen, whatever it is, at least this should be the blow-off match, and this should be the end of this. And it's probably the end of Trisha's run is for it? now. Maybe maybe she'll have a redemption at some point where she, you know, actually, you know, becomes a hero again in two years or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So it's just fine. ended already. Please, fuck. Yeah. Well, they can't. I mean, listen, I'm with you. I, I don't want to see these two ladies wrestle again. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think the cage is that interesting. And and Becky has to win, so it doesn't help Zoe anymore. Unless Zoe, you know, somehow turns on Trish and causes her the the loss, which is, isn't Becky getting her comeuppance. I mean, that's that, that's it makes no sense. <laughs> Jinder Mahal's in the house so I haven't been looking at the at the questions on the side and whatnot in the comments but he says a Nick Eldis feud is like impact 100k or 100 cares and no money mm, I, I don't think that's true I mean I think that they can build it up well enough I think Cody is over enough I mean there's no money in a Cody Dominic match again because Dominic Dominic's a he's still a joke. I mean he's only supposed to win by devious means and Cody is too high for that. Finn he's already beaten 52 times and you're not going to ruin the money in the bank by having it with Damian plus Damian's story is with with Finn. So who's left? JD McDonough? You want to see Cody with JD McDonough? No. So you're telling me that Nick Nall Aldous has no money with that? I don't know. I think I think Nick Aldis could win over the, the the fans pretty well, and Cody could sell that story. I a couple good vignettes, a couple of good montages showing the history. 
I think they'll call him if he if he does wrestle for WB, he'll be called Dick Lawless. I'm sure he would be called <laughs> Nick Lawless. I'm sure he'd be called Nick Lawless. <laughs> Dick Lawless, and I, I said L O L A S. I mean, at least you could do a Lawless like Lucy Lawless, like Lawless, like no law. <laughs> Maybe he's trans. Mm. No, I mean, stop. why not? Just <laughs> anyway, let's go Why to the not? main event. He's a 36 year old man and he would know by now. He has I a wife, guess. for God's sake. Does he? Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, next we get Cody Rhodes versus Finn Bellator or Bella. Um, can I say, is the Cody gravy train sort of uh, running out of gravy a little bit? Because either the, the fans were just gassed That's what by I was the just show. Thinking. Right, but do you think it's truly like sort of uh, you know running away? Other than the ah, at the part of his song, they don't really seem to give a shit. I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's who he's paired with. I think that the audience is sick of these random six man matches. I think that they're sick of seeing. I mean, you you pay about two hundred dollars to go to a WWE show per ticket, and you see Judgment Day all night long, and and Sami Zayn three times, and and yep. the new introduction you're getting is JD McDonough. I, I mean, Riveting. you know, I can't imagine that audience was happy. How could they have been? This this was a really bad television show, which has to mean it was a really, really, really bad show to be at in person. Right, and and in case anyone's wondering why I haven't said too much about the show, because like Jeff said, the show sucked. We're on a bit of a mission to like get this done pretty quick, and it is very early for me. <laughs> I don't want to wake up the neighborhood, but really, there's not much really to like say about this damn show. But it sucked. It really sucked. But I'm not going to berate it because the thing is, AEW have given us eight weeks of suck when it comes to Dynamite and and Rampage. To be fair, right. In a row, whereas Raw has been pretty good inconsistently, I guess, these last four to five weeks. I mean, we get hot days, we get good days, but SmackDown is the much better watch, clearly. But it, that three hour format needs to change, though, but it just won't. I mean, the money's too good. Well, the, the three hours won't change, but the format right. can change, but they refuse to do it because it's easy and it's easy for them, and that's what lazy is. Uh, and well, look at Lazy Evans, right? <laughs> See what I did there. Talk about a comfort zone. Yeah. Well, you don't you mean M- Macy Estrella? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a lot of time, but uh, you know, the, the whole thing is this: this is supposedly Edge's final match this week against Sheamus. Ah, that's uh, bullshit. No, no way in hell, right? No, no chance. Actually, he addresses that as a matter of fact. But uh, anyway, Cody does win via pinfall with a crossroads. You wouldn't know it because post-match judgment, they jump Cody. Sami Zayn then makes a save, as he always does with anyone. Um, And then JD McDonough runs down to play equalizer to him. Finn and Damien beat Sami down together. Cody runs back in and eats south of heaven. And Judgment Day are all standing tall and are one once again. Not for long, sort of. but they are for now. Right. right. So, so they use the, the money in the bank case to backfire and lose another match, but they get the beat down in the end. It's this is it's tedious. It's tiresome. <laughs> Jinder Mahal says, I was I was there. 
Cody Cheney's fine. <laughs> I'm sure it is. We'll swell. see, but uh, yeah, exactly. Swell. Well, anyway, Jeff, there you go. You wanted a quick show, a quick one, and hey, I I did it, man. In an hour. Yeah. How's that? All right, so let's give a little news and notes real real quick. Uh, WWE Endeavor uh, merger is is supposed to finalize by the end of September. September, right. Tammy Sitch pled no contest. She's facing up to 25 years. Good riddance. That's right. Jason Nasum and Brandon Thurston did a mock AEW investors call yesterday. And after 85 minutes of radio, neither one of them mentioned the word profit once, which would be the only thing that investors (laughs) are really interested in. So well done, guys. Enzo Amori is going to be working with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Lacey Evans, as we talked about, yeah, expired. Um, What else do I have here? We talked about Edge. Well, you guys covered the punk drama pretty well, and that's developing. Right. So, Let's yeah. check out the skirmish for that. Yeah. All In has a card. It's a sucky card. All Out has no card. And Grand Slam, which is less than a month after All Out, has no card. And Leatherface is a new belt. Yay, Jeff was right. Any great, Jeff. Oh, and Collision, their ratings stunk this week, and they weren't against Whoa. SummerSlam. Wait, wait, wait. What was it? 476,000 the week against SummerSlam was 417 they only they only went up 60,000 and what was Rampage do you know Rampage was worse still Rampage went down to 398,000 under 400 that's not that much of a fucking difference in my book right but last week Rampage was about 4 435 something like that 434 and so yeah they Collision's getting Great. close to Rampage and shouldn't be. It's the better show, but Saturday night. I'm worried, dude. You should be. Everyone Have should be. Have they finally alienated their fan base and, and it shows with the collision ratings straight up? And this 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 week where it started with the Hangman Page thing, then we hear that there wasn't an issue with Hangman Page. And the second that that story gets out that there wasn't really much of a story after all, then we hear that the punk yelled the Jungle Boy and that happened six weeks ago. But it's like oh. you can tell you know that like the little girls are whispering to like Meltzer and Alvarez and Sean Ross Sapp. It's like you know the rabble rousers are still trying to cause trouble. And and I am not sure who they are. I don't know. I mean I know it's probably the Bucks. I don't know if Hangman Page and Jungle Boy and all those clowns are part of it as well. But I, I mean they they can't get any peace and of course CM Punk, whatever you think about him, is not one that's going to any slight sitting down he's not going to be quiet yeah but grow up punk man be the bigger man for crying out loud for once in your life you i mean what? how old's the guy well he's just like 45-ish but being the Hello. way he is has gotten him this far he's not going yeah, to change this is different this is different is he bringing any eyeballs does he have that much currency right now in your book Honestly, be honest. No, not really. I mean, you know, we did the whole thing about I sell merch and I'm one Bill Phil. Not so much. Eight eight weeks into into collision and they're basically down by forty five percent. I mean, you know, this is this is this is not great. This is not great, especially with all of these pay per views coming up. You would think that every show is must see, and it's not. I mean, this is. This really is a soap opera playing out. I mean, the reality show is much more interesting than the wrestling show to me. Jesus Christ, this company's a disgrace. Yeah, but I've got to go. So you, you can do right. my next one. 
Well, well, go, Jeff, if you, if you need to go. But if you want yeah, to follow Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Bye, bye, Jeff. Stay evil, as he always says. But most importantly, absolutely. And if you want to follow Jeff, you can at IcarusFowlMD on Twitter. And just between you and us, evil dose. Shh. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> also, like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. We can find not only my shows, but you can find Jeff's. Also, channelattitude.com, hamimediagroup.podbean.com. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap. But if you, oh, and also, if you want to follow me on the X, you can at DJ Mass and you can follow us at the PWC Network. So I think it's a wrap, peeps. Um, and oh, and thank you to everyone in the chat. Aaron, sorry I wasn't angry, man. It's because of the time and I had to rush this show because Jeff had to go. But um, yeah, I'm sure you did have better matches than what WWE has live on 2K23. I love that game, bro. I played all the time. What console do you play it on, by the way? Because uh, maybe we can uh, jive on the game, man. Uh, thank you to Jinder Mahal also for joining us. Chris Willand, as, as per usual, thank you, my friend. Uh, I think that's uh, our very own Chris Sams as Facebook user and the comment king himself, Todd Brantley. What's up, my bro? Um, is anyone I'm missing? I think that's about it, man. But yeah, like I said, it was just a quick machismo, but maybe you'll see us later on for an extra. We'll see. But in saying that, ah, on Xbox One, Aaron. Ah, I've got it on Xbox One as well. But uh, yeah, man, I'll hit you up after this show, actually. But anyway, in saying that, I am Jimmy T. That was Dr. Jeff Lippman. And you've been listening and watching the PwC Monday Night Machismo right here on the PwC Network. And I'm out. Peace. No problem, and no disrespect, like I said. I was just delivering a message. Good. Now we have a message for you to deliver to Finn. Tell him that we need to talk. But now I was saying, oh my God. On half of the tag team champions, Sammy Zayn is here! The man jumped by J.D. McDonough prior to last week's main event! Yeah, Sammy Zayn was supposed to be part of the six-man against Judgment Day last week. McDonough attacked him in the backstage area, and Sammy Zayn was not able to participate. Now Sammy Zayn taking out his anger on J.D. McDonough. Zayn is a very different proposition when you don't jump him from behind. He also has an issue with Judgment Day because they took out his tag team partner, Kevin Owens. And interesting that Judgment Day is not going to come to the aid of J.D. McDonough. Damian Priest said, this is your business, as McDonough attacks the already injured elbow of Zane. 
saw the state of that elbow last week. I can't believe he's oh. cleared, but he might be back on the shelf immediately. McDonough assaulting Zayn as the Judgment Day look on. Oh! Ever, if you compare yourself to Rhea Ripley, 999 times out of 1,000, oh. it's not gonna look good because Rhea is a once-in-a-generation star. No doubt about that as she's tossing Indy around the ring. Candice LeRae, and there's Dominic. Candice LeRae out in support of Indy Hartwell. They've known each other for a long time as well as Rhea Ripley just punishes Indy Hartwell. Uh -oh. oh, and Rhea, though, goes shoulder first into the post, and Dominic's expression says it all. Indy Hartwell with an opportunity here. Resilient, perseverant throughout her career. Not afraid to try to make a name for herself, what she's doing tonight. Can you imagine if she could knock off the women's champion? Oh, Spinebuster, down goes Rhea, gonna step up. Is Indy in a kick out by Ripley? Indy Hartwell has proven in her past she's capable of doing it in the big moment. She's won gold in NXT on more than one occasion. Something that Rhea Ripley knows all too well about. And as she pulls off the shocker of all shockers tonight, it will really put her name on the map. Outside the ring. Driven into the post. You wanna hit me, Indy, huh? Focused Ripley. She mocks Candice LeRae and drives Indy spine first into the ring post. Candice LeRae, something of a mentor to Indy Hartwell. Very little she can do at this point to help Indy's predicament. They're just taking her time as she continues dismantling Hartwell. Now blasting Candice LeRae. Just as Candice was yelling some motivational instruction over to Indy Hartwell, of course the Eradicator's gonna capitalize. Momentary distraction is all it takes. Oh! A roll-up now by Hartwell. Almost stolen there. And oh. Rhea made her pay. Simply annoyed Rhea Ripley, and this is good night. And Candice made rue the day she did that. Well, she did it last week. Fortunately for her, this week it was Indy who was the victim, but no! Goes in the and now a double team by Loray and Hartwell. And as Dominic comes to Rhea's aid, Hartwell and Candice Loray move out of harm's way. Hartwell and Candice Loray are very wise to get out of Dodge while the going is still good because we all know Rhea Ripley, and we know there may well be some payback. Everybody's been asking why? Why Shinsuke? Why Shinsuke? Why Shinsuke? Why Shinsuke? Why? But I am less concerned with why you kicked me in the face, and more concerned with how I can get even. But I got a surprise for you, Shin. I got a surprise for you, Shinsuke. You win. You win because it occurred to me that the best way for me to get what I want 
is to give you what you want. And so if your ambush last week was a challenge, well, challenge accepted. <laughs> and so it will be the king of strong style, Shinsuke Nakamura, against the visionary Seth freaking Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. You name the time, Shin. You name the place, Shin. And I will be there to kick your ass. And now that we both have what we want, why don't we give the people what they want? How about you grow a set? You shake my hand like a man. You get the hell out of my ring and you let Winnipeg sing my song. Well, Shinsuke Nakamura gets what he wants, but the question is, Wade, whatever he just whispered to Seth Rollins whatever seems concerning to the champion. And another Kinshasa! Nakamura from behind! Whatever he said to Rollins allowed Rollins to take his eye off the ball. And Nakamura once again struck with a Kinshasa to the World Heavyweight Champion. And perhaps Nakamura has Rollins' number. Fighting in front of the WWE fans here in Winnipeg tonight. Oh, oh. And they both, I believe, have counted out. The official reaching a count of 10. I think we've got a double count out of the matchup, but it doesn't matter. Both these women continue to brawl throughout the arena. Well, the venom and bile that exists between these two superstars just goes to show it's more than just winning a match. It is about naming your opponent tonight for these two women. Now Trish and Becky climbing up the stairs, continuing to throw blows. Fists flying everywhere, Bose's fan base have moved back. Well, wait, this is what this rivalry has come to. Trish and Becky, they've all they've lost complete respect for each other. They're now fighting out the WWE Universe. Way up the stairs. Starting to get a little gruesome out there now. Entire arena being used to aid and abet the attacks on both women. Now I believe they've made it their way out to the concourse area. Hurry up, cameraman. Out near the, uh, the food stands. Trish driven into the wall. The officials there trying to explain to Becky it's over, and Becky doesn't give a damn. Becky continuing to bring the fight to Trish. Yeah, Becky Lynch has been in this game long enough to know full well the match is over. You might need some security guards to tear these two apart. It's about beating some respect into each other. 
No quarter asked, no quarter given by either woman. I don't believe I've ever seen a merchandise used in quite this manner. I want that t-shirt. So it doesn't matter. Zoe Stark, the protege of Trish Stratus. How is Becky Lynch still Chick kick. And this two-on-one assault has finally taken out Becky Lynch. Now well, Trish and Zoe are celebrating. And now Dominic Mysterio attacking Cody Rhodes after the bell. Rhodes picked up the win using the briefcase that Damian Priest had sent in for Balor to use. I think this is what you call a Pyrrhic victory, Michael Cole. In the grand scheme of things, you won, but you're getting a... And Cody's got some backup. Here comes Sami Zayn. With a steel tear in hand, and equalizer to Sami. Sami going after Dominic and Balor. Just when the judgment day start cooking, it backfires. Damian missed wildly. Chair to the midsection. And now from behind, J.D. McDonough. The Irish ace is the savior for the judgment day. Damian Priest has questioned Finn's relationship with McDonough for a couple of weeks now. But perhaps tonight, McDonough proved his worth as Balor and Priest are beating the hell out of Sammy. Cody trying to get back into the fight. South of heaven! This night would have ended very differently if it wasn't for J.D. McDonough. Yeah, but the problem is, Judgment Day has a massive numbers advantage. Balor with a coup de grace. Damian Priest in the ring. Dominic Mysterio, J.D. McDonough, Rhea Ripley. And total destruction everywhere you look. Now Sami Zayn sent outside the ring, right into the arms of Dominic and Rhea. And like a pack of wolves, the Judgment Day showing solidarity tonight. Tearing, ripping, destroying, breaking everything in sight. Finn Balor said it's oh. time to make things right. Brutal assault. 
Judgment Day. is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling pod the pwc network what the world is watching and listening to (laughs) 